This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Brian Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Okay, you guys are looking at your notes and you're thinking to yourself, what on earth? What is this title? You're full of it. All right, look at your neighbor and say you're full of it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Some of you are much more familiar with others than, uh, than that others saying that to one another. Am I, I could tell. There was some anger. I could see much, lots of emotion when you say it. Say it again. So look at your neighbor and say, you're full of it. Come on, really mean it. Say, you're full of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, you are full of it, but uh, not in the sense in which we're talking about or joking about. No, we're, we're, we're full of it. We're going to uh, look at that today. I want to talk to you about how many of you guys, how many of you guys desire something? Like, you know, as I said, we went on vacation last week, and one of the things that, that uh, is amazing uh, uh, on vacation with the Schroeder family is that my mother-in-law will cook three full meals a day. I mean, three full. And I know some of you guys are looking at you. Yeah, you look mighty, mighty heavy, Brian. You've obviously been on vacation. But there's this one dessert, man, that is just so good. And it's called cream puff dessert. How many of you guys in here have ever had cream puff dessert? If, if you haven't had cream puff dessert, maybe you've had a cream puff, right, from Sam's Club. You can buy them in bulk. I've got them in my freezer. You should have them in your freezer. But anyway, they, um, it's called cream puff dessert. And so basically it's it's just a pan of complete goodness, right? It's got cream puff on the bottom. It's got chocolate pudding in the, in the middle. And it's slathered with probably some homemade whipped cream, right? I mean, it is so good. And so, you know, the first night it comes out, the whole family, I have to share it with the whole family, you know, and so, so everybody gets a piece. But after that, it's mine, Okay, it's just a standing thing within the family that, that that's Brian's dessert. And what was so amazing this year is that she made a whole, a whole pan, but then she made another pan, right? Another one about yay big. I don't know how big those are. And so, so the first night, I'm going to confess, I ate a whole row of that pan, a third, a third of the pan. Don't look at me like that. Do not judge me with your eyes. It was, it, was, it was so good. But when I got done, I was so full, right? How many of you guys have ever done that? Don't, don't, come on. If you're in here and you don't raise your hand, you, 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 we need to pray for you because you're a liar, right? <laughs> there are, is something in your life that you love, that you desire, and that whenever it is put in front of you, whether it's food or whatever, you just go for it, right? Everything goes out the window. It's like, give me a fork, give me the pan. We're gonna go for it, right? I mean, you know, this past week we went to a we went to a parade, and then what? Do we, it's kind of our I don't know tradition, if you will. And we we go to Chick Fil A, right? Like, what restaurant in the world is not Chick Fil A? I mean, that is God's will, right? Right? He worked he worked for six days, and on the seventh, that says that he rested. But I'm pretty positive he created Chick Fil A, right? I mean, it's that good. Who likes Chick Fil A, right? So when you go to Chick Fil A, my 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 battle internal battle is one meal or two, right? 
It's like, oh man, I just, I just want that eight piece. You know, it's not that big a deal. It's just eight pieces of chicken. It's just a few more calories, right? But what do we do? We break down and we go ahead and we get it. And, and then we eat meal number one, which is the club with the, everything on it. And then you slam the fries, slam the drink. And then you got the eight piece to kind of top it off, right? But sun, on Monday, right, when we, on 4th of July, we went... And that's when you really just take it a step further, right? And you get, they've got peach shakes right now. They're for a limited time offer, right? But I got the strawberry shake, man, and I hammered this strawberry shake and it was like, I mean, I got done and I'm driving back. I'm, I'm just like, Rach, I think you, you're gonna need to drive. I am so full, right? So you guys, you know, I'm joking around about this, you know, that, that I was so full, but say it again, say it to your neighbor, you're full of it. Maybe you're full of cream, you know, cream puff dessert. Maybe you're full of a Chick-fil-A sandwich, but you're full of it. When we desire something, we don't stop. We continue to put in and, 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 and we don't stop until we're full of it. And, and it's so true because we were at this parade last week and we're handing out these popsicles to these kids. And some of these kids are really, really behaved. Well, you know, they just grab one, right? You go up to them and say, all right, you want one? Some of them, you'd walk up to them. I kid you not. I'm holding like 12 of them in my hands. They go like this. They grab them, you know, and they're like walking back to their thing and putting it in their bag. And I mean, it just one wasn't enough, right? They wanted their bag to be full of candy. And, uh, you know, I think it's that, that selfish nature that kind of comes through mankind. You know, it's kind of came from the fall of Adam or whatever. But, you know, we all desire something in our lives. You know, I'm joking about the things that I love. But, you know, in your life, there is something that you desire. You know, it could be a friendship. It could be a relationship. It could be a spouse. It could be job. It could be money. It could be a house. It could be freedom or, or independence. Um, but, but whatever it is, you, there's a desire there. And, 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 and as I think as human beings, we feed that. We, 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 when we have that desire, we want to fill our lives with that. And so, you know, uh, we went on vacation and, and, uh, last week, and it was, just, it was a great time. But how many of you guys know, I was just talking with somebody here this morning, it's like, sometimes when you go on vacation, you need a vacation from the vacation. Am I right? You know, it's like, man, you just like go, you go, 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 go. And uh, you, you don't, you get out of that routine. You know, you get out of that, that rhythm, so to speak. You know, and, and as much as you try, you know, it's like you take the Bible, you take a book. Some of us take 12 books to vaca on vacation. I won't point any fingers, you know, thinking that we're going to like spend time reading and do all these things. But, but what ends up happening is, is all these other things that we really desire to do kind of creep in. And, and what ends up be being happening is it pushes out some of those healthy habits, some of those healthy uh, um, things that we do, which, which, which I'm talking about, you know, spending time in the word and praying. Praying and, 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 you know, worshiping God. That's what I'm talking about. It pushes those things out. And so, you know, I kind of got out of that rhythm. I got out of the, the, the normal routine. And so, you know, when I got back, I'm driving down the highway and just driving out, down uh, Highway 6 to work. And I was just thinking about that. You know, I was thinking about some of the things, you know, and, and really that was kind of at the forefront of my mind, you know, is those things, those issues. How many of you guys have things in your life? How many of you guys have some issues? How many of you guys have things that pop up, right? And, and, and what happens is, is that those things begin to fill our lives. They, they begin to be the dominant thing. They begin to 
uh, uh, just dominate our thinking, dominate our mind, and, and, we're, and that's what we spend a lot of our time thinking about and dwelling on and meditating and concerning ourselves with and, and maybe even talking to the Lord about, you know. And, and so I was just, uh, you know, driving down the road and I was thinking about all these things. And, and the Lord dropped in my heart uh, uh, um, Psalms 1611. And it says, um, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. And I think that, you know, as I said, as I was thinking about it, you know, these things overtake and they fill our lives. And, and, and you know, whether it's clubs, whether it's activities, going here, going there, you know, and I think that a lot of times we allow those things to fill our lives. By saying yes, we're allowing these things to fill our lives. I think sometimes, you know, I was talking with somebody this week that just went along so well with what we're talking about here today, and that is the, the times in our lives where we fill our lives with stuff to cover the issues or the things that we need, know we need to deal with, you know? And so it's, it's, it, it can be choice, and it, but, but, but sometimes it's just, not saying no, and sometimes we're just trying to cover things up. And so, you know, as I, as I was thinking about it, it's, it, it was just like the Lord was telling me whether we allow, allow it or, or it's intentional, it's not, it's not God's best. That's really what he was getting through to me. It's like, listen, you know, you got all these things that you're thinking about, but do you know that in my presence, there's fullness of joy, right? So, my point is this, is that we can fill our life with all kinds of things. And, and you guys know we're, we're busier today than we've ever been. And, and so our life is full. But, but what he was trying to get through to me is, is that in his presence, in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. And I think that in our lives, you know, we can fill our lives with stuff. But how many of you guys know it's just like the cream puff dessert? It's just never enough. You just want more. You're not satisfied. It leaves you. I mean, I went back three nights in a row. You can ask my wife. I didn't eat a row every night because I wanted to pace myself. And my, uh, my sister-in-law was showing up and she really likes it too. So I had to have it gone before she got there. <laughs> but you're still, you're still unsatisfied, right? We, 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 we buy something. It's like, oh, that's not good enough. I need something different. You know, we do this and it's like, oh, that wasn't good enough. I need to do that. And, 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 and so my point is, God's saying, listen, I can fill your life. I can, I can make your life so full that you never want. That that, that, that satisfaction that you, that you so yearn to fill, I, I can do it. I can, I can do it. And so you can set these things aside. And so, you know, here we see, we're reminded that in his presence, there is fullness of joy. And, and what we look and what we see is that fullness is defined as contentment, satisfaction, or it can imply an abundance. And, and you know, and so although we try and allow our lives to be filled with something, there is sti it's still not full. And what we see is that God's presence should be what it is. It's filling our lives with joy, with peace, with comfort, with encouragement, and with strength. And so look at your neighbor, say, you're full of it. Are you full of it though? That's the question. Is God's presence what is bringing you joy? What it is that's bringing you fulfillment? What it is that's bringing you contentment? What it is that's bringing you satisfaction? Is God's presence, really, like if you're honest with yourself, 
Is, is it God's presence that's bringing you those things in your life? Or is it these things that we are talking about and that we've, we've, we've talked about? Psalm 16 is written in a time of peril and trouble, but it's also a wonderful song relating to how David found the secret of contentment and great gladness even in pressing times. You know, Peter also, he, he actually quoted this in Acts 2.28, uh, Psalms uh, 16.11. It says, you will make me full of joy in your presence. And the meaning of full in this scenario is complete, causing to be full, provide fully, supply all your need, give true meaning and fulfillment. And I think that, you know, when we listen to the meaning of these words in our lives, that's what we want. That's what we want in our lives. You know, I think about, you know, in these uncertain times that we live in, you know, when, when I read that verse and I read that definition, that's encouraging to me that, man, God's presence is going to bring a full supply of whatever it is that I need. I can, I can, I can go up to the gas pump, I can put the thing in there, and I don't have to worry. Why? Because God's presence is going to bring me a full supply. He wants to do that in my life. Now, I can look at the thing and I can, I can go down that road in my mind and I can begin to think about how much it costs and, and I can let that, that, that go a lot of different directions. But, but when I do that, I'm filling my, my being, I'm filling myself with the, the stuff. I'm filling my mind with everything else that the world fills itself with where there is no satisfaction, there is no fullness, there is nothing that, that is complete in me. And so we have to make this decision that, that, we're, that we're not gonna do that. We're gonna be like David here in Psalm 16, and we're going to, to depend on his presence in our lives. People everywhere, saved and unsaved, are desperately seeking contentment, satisfaction, and fulfillment. And all the while, God is saying I am the one that brings contentment. I am the one that brings satisfaction. I am the one that brings satisfaction to you. And so it will complete you. It'll make you full and it will supply you. So in your notes, if you're taking notes, it says this in our point, in the first point there, the presence of God is what will bring the true fullness and satisfaction. The presence of God is what will bring true fullness and satisfaction. So here's my challenge to you today. This is where I'm challenging you. And you may not want to be challenged, but I think that it's like, you know, what are, what are we doing here? You know, are we, are we just coming and going to have a good time and sing some songs and then go eat with our family and have a great time? Or are we going to grow? Are we going to allow the Spirit of God to help us, to increase us, to, to, to bring us up to another level? I don't know about you, but I want to I go up. I want to go up another level. I want to I be more effective. I, wanna, I, wanna, I want God's presence to take me to another level. And so that's, that's my question here is, is, if you're honest with yourself, what are you truly full of? What are you truly full of? Maybe it's self. Maybe you are, you're full of yourself. You're, you're, you, you know, it's all about you, what you want. You know, you demand your own way. You talk a lot. Maybe you're, you're in a conversation with somebody and it's like you're waiting for them to get to the end of their sentence so you can start talking about you and what it is that is going on in your life, right? So maybe that's you. Another one is worry right? Fear, anxiety, 
Maybe you spend a lot of time, you, you think about the economy and you think about what's going on. You think about, you know, your job and how it's not enough. And, and maybe it's the kids and you worry about, you know, the decisions that they are making and the decisions that they're not making. And, and you, you spend your time a lot in that area. Maybe you're full of that. Maybe you're full of pride, you know, that, that you think that you're better than, than other people. And, and maybe, it's, maybe it's a thing that you're full of pain. You're, you're full of hurt. You're full of resentment because of something that, that happened in your life. Maybe it was something that was said. Maybe it was something that was done. And, and so your life has this thing that's, that's in it, that fills it, and it's this pain. It's this hurt, this resentment. Another one is you strive to attain you know, you attain money or success or maybe you're materialistic and, and it's, it's just one thing after another thing after another thing and you're trying to get this satisfaction. You're trying to get this fullness, but yet you find yourself full of this materialism. Maybe you're a fighter. You know, you, you just like, you're, you're, you're consternated and you, and you just fight. You know, it's like when somebody says something, it's like, no. You know, and, and you're just jumping down their throat and you're, and you're against them and you want to, you know, kind of be that right fighter that's like, oh, you know, and, and so that's what you're full of and that's, that's who you are. Maybe, maybe you're the person that's full of comparison or envy, you know, and, and, and you, you don't want it in your life. You don't want any of these things in your life, but it's like, that's what you end up being full of. And so what are you full of today? Maybe, maybe, maybe you are, maybe you are full of God's presence. I don't know. I, I didn't put that on the list, but my challenge to you and, and really my hope and prayer is, is that you would identify what it is that's filling up your life and that you would realize, you know what? This is not God's best. This is not going to bring me the fullness of God and the joy that, that, that he has sent his son to pay for in my life. And so my, my prayer today is, is that you would really internally think about what is it that's filling my life? What is it that I'm allowing or maybe I'm inviting into my life to fill my life and, and overcome and, and dominate my thoughts? Because I'm here today to tell you that, that your heavenly father loves you and he, he has great plans and great purposes, but, but if, if our life is filled with these things, he can't bring us to new levels. He can't bring us into new arenas. He, he has to, we have to get past those things that we're filled with and get his presence. And so today, you know, what I do, I want to look at is, is just how is it, you know, that, that we can have God's presence in our lives and, 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 and see how it is that he brings this fullness. And so as, I, as we've looked at, Psalms 1611 says, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. You know, his presence, sometimes, you know, when you think about presence, it's like, man, you know, what is his presence? You know, do I do I feel him? Is it, do I feel it? You know, how, how does this work? You know, and, and, you know, in the Old Testament, we see that, you know, they, ba they build a tabernacle for the presence of God to reside, right? And you could go to that place. You know, we, we see in the Old Testament where he was in a tent and Moses went into the tent, you know, and, and, and that's where the presence of God was. But, but we see here and in your notes there in Psalm, uh, 1 Corinthians 3, uh, 16, it says that he sent his presence to dwell in us. And it says, do you not know that you are a temple of, of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? So, so my point is, is that we are a temple and God's presence, really, we're designed to have his presence in our lives. He also, Paul also prayed in Ephesians 3.19, it says that you may be filled with the fullness of God. There it is again, guys. 
the fullness of God. He wants, he wants to pour himself into our lives. He wants to bring and, and increase his presence in our lives. We are a container for his presence. But I'm here today to tell you that if, that if the list that we just got done going through, if there are things on that list that fill your life, you're gonna, that's why you're going to have questions. That's why you're going to wonder, you know, where is God's presence? Do I feel it? You know, why isn't it here? You know, all of, the, all of these things that, that, that come in, it's these things that fill our lives that cause us to question him. But, but we need to know that the spirit of God dwells in us and he wants to fill us, with, fill us with the fullness. The presence of God isn't hard. It's not mysterious to understand. I think that many times we don't, we, we don't focus on just being in his presence and allowing him to, to bring this fullness into our lives. What do I mean by that? I think that a lot of times we approach God like he is a snack machine. And you guys know what a snack machine is? I mean, you see them in all these different gas stations and it's like, you walk up to the snack machine, it's like, I want that. You put in the coin, you push E2 and you hit the button and out drops the snack. And then you retrieve the snack. And I think that that's what we do. We, that's how we approach God that we think that, you know, that he is, we, we receive blessing, we receive direction, we receive instruction from him and that's what he is. But I'm here today to tell you that it's so much more than that. He, it, it, you know, those things are just a side thing that are, are a result of being in the presence of God. You know, Matthew 6.33 says, so seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first his presence in our lives and all these other things will be added unto us. So we can't approach God like it's just E2 and, and here it comes. We can't approach God when, it's, when we just need direction. We can't approach him just when we need an answer right? We need to go to him and, and just say, man, I just want to be in your presence. I just want to bask in your glory. I just want to tell you how much I'm thankful for you. I just want to, I want to worship you and I want to, I want to pray and just, and, and just magnify you. And I want you to be at the center of my life. And these other things that are in my life that, that really feel important, they're not important. What's most important is my relationship with you, knowing you, knowing you better. That's what I want today. And that's how we need to approach him. You know, and it's, it's funny because, um, you know, there was uh, this, this week in youth, uh, Shanna, was share, Shanna was sharing her testimony. She was talking about that very thing, that she was looking for something. She was, tr you know, studying the word and looking for healing and, and just striving and trying and doing what she knew to do as a believer, you know, reading the word. And she finally came to this place where it's like, this isn't about me. This is about him. And, and so she just, just began to approach him for who he was, not to get something, not to get the healing. Not, and and, and it, was, it wasn't long. And God just, the, the stuff that she was dealing with just went away one by one. And, and, and so my point today is, is that we need to seek his presence in our lives. We need to desire his presence in our lives. We need to, it needs to be the strongest desire in our lives. All of the other things that, that, can, that we desire, we need to maybe say, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to desire that. I'm going to put that away. I'm going to put that to the side. It's not important. What is most important is my, my relationship with him and being in his presence. David understood that God's presence in his life was all that mattered. And in that troubling time, we see four things that he did to fill his life with God's presence. And so the first one is this, is that we can see it in Psalms 16.2. It says that I have no good 
apart from you. I have no good apart from you. David said, there is nothing, nothing is good apart from you, God. Nothing will fill me like you fill me. It is only you, God, that makes my life good. So number one, we need to chase what matters. Chase what matters in our lives. You know, the, the things that we're chasing, maybe it's time to put them away and say, you know what, I'm not gonna chase that anymore. I'm gonna chase what really matters in my life. I like what it says in Psalm 73, 25. It says, and besides you, I desire nothing on earth. That's David again saying, besides you, I desire nothing on earth. Can you say that about yourself? Besides you, Lord, there's nothing that I desire. That's, that's what we need to do. We need to be chasing what it is that matters. I just need you, Lord. A lot of people are spending all of their time chasing what doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And, 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 and by the world standards, it matters. And so we see everybody that's around us and they're chasing what they think matters, but it really doesn't matter. Look at what it says here in 1 Timothy 6, 9. Paul warned Timothy about this very thing about chasing. It says that those who chase riches are constantly failing, in, falling into temptation and snares. They are regularly caught by their own stupid and harmful desires. Hello, have we not been talking about that? The desires. And Paul's telling Timothy, listen, man, there's snares, there's temptations, and you're gonna regularly be caught, dragged down and pulled down into ruin and destruction. The world is full of it. They're full of it. They're full of social media. They're full of relationships. They're full of getting ahead. They're full of friendship, music, TV. You, you guys can list it. They are. They are full of it. But we can't allow ourselves to just fall right into the same line and into the same trap that they fill their life with. They fill, they fill, they fill, they fill. And they yet are left empty inside. Paul tells Timothy that all of these things the world chases after are harmful desires. It causes us to fall into temptation, it drags us down, and it brings us into destruction. God's presence requires us to chase what matters. My next point is this, and it's found in uh, Psalm 16.4. It says that the sorrows of those who run after another God will be multiplied. The sorrows of those that run after another God will be multiplied. So number two is this, your desires determine your destiny. Your desires, what you desire, determine your destiny. Desires will determine the course of your life. If you desire the things of this world, you will have destruction. If you desire the things of God, you will have life everlasting. Look what, look what Timothy and Paul goes on to say to Timothy in 1 Timothy 6.10. It says, for the love of money, what you can buy is the root of all sorts of evil. Some already have wandered away from the true faith. Think about that. Some have already wandered away from the true faith. We've seen that. We've seen that in the last two years. People wandering away from the true faith. But here's the deal, guys. It comes back to the desire. It, become, it comes back to their desires. And it's not something that's just like, you just cut them off and they're gone. No, we see this. We see that when people go with what they wanna do, they, it's one step after another. It's, it's just like, I'm gonna follow this desire. I'm gonna follow this desire. I'm gonna follow this desire. And the next thing you know, they wander off. It goes on to say this, because they craved, I put in parentheses, desired, they craved 
what it had to offer. But when reaching for the prize, they found their hands and hearts pierced with many sorrows. I was reading through that last night and I was like, wow. He said that. David said that. That sorrows, the sorrows of those who run after another God will be multiplied. The sorrows of people that run after another God will be multiplied. And then here we see Paul telling Timothy the very same thing. Pierced with many sorrows. It goes on to say, Timothy, don't let this happen to you. Run away from these things. You're a man of God. Your quest for justice, godliness, faithfulness, love, perseverance, and gentleness. So when we let these things of the world into our lives, it causes us to wander from the true source, which is God. We must keep a watch over what it is that we crave, over what it is that we desire. The third point is found here in Psalm 16, 8, and it says that I have set the Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand and I will not be shaken. David set the Lord before him continually. So my question to you is, is are you setting the Lord before you continually? That's, that, that to me tells me that's a process. It's, it's not just one time. It's just not, well, I, I set the Lord before me on Sunday. No, no, it's so much more than just Sunday. It's so much more than Sunday morning. It's Monday, I'm setting the Lord before me. Tuesday, I'm setting the Lord before me. Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Don't laugh at me like that. It's this, I'm setting the Lord before me. That's what David did. It wasn't just like a one-time deal, man. We can see right here. It's like he continually set the Lord before him. And the same thing is true for us. And so that's number three. Point number three is this. His presence must be priority number one. His presence must be priority number one. Much more than Sunday. It's Monday through Sunday, every day. We get up, it's like, Lord, I'm gonna set you continually in my midst. I wanna be in your presence. And we do what it is. We, 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 we get out, you know, I mean, shoot, you can go on YouTube and stream it for three hours, praise and worship music. You know, if you don't subscribe to anything, it's like, get some worship music. I don't care if you can't sing. Put it on in the car. I know you all drive somewhere by yourself. Put it on. And if it's, if it's you know, if you start with a mumble, what, I don't care. Just begin to worship him. Begin to say, Lord, I want your presence. And, 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 and I know that it needs to take place more than just on Sunday morning when the band's up here. And so I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna worship you. I'm just gonna thank you and, and, and worship you with my life. I don't care what people look, you know, when they're, you know, I come to a light sometimes, I'm like, you know, I'm sure they're looking at me like, what on earth is he doing? <laughs> you know, I don't care, right? It's like, you know, this is my moment, man, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna worship God and, and, and you should too, is, is invite him in and his presence must be priority number one. It's saying no to the things that draw you away. It's not allowing excuses in your life to get in the way. Setting priorities and setting non-negotiables. I heard this story here just recently about this pastor and, and about this very thing when it comes to setting setting his presence as priority number one. And, and uh, what he talked about was the fact that, that God wants to meet with us and he wants to speak with us. And I say with, I mean with. It's not to. 
You know, when we get into God's presence, it's not like, I want you to do this. I want, you know, he's not speak. He, yes, he will speak to us, but it's a friendship. He wants to have a relationship and he wants to talk with us and he wants to commune with us. And so when we go and, and, and we say, Lord, I want to be in your presence, we're expecting that I'm going to meet with you and I'm going to speak with you and you're going to speak with me. But, but here's the thing is, is that we have to make that a priority and we have to set that as a time. And what this pastor was talking about was that he has a time that he, he sets and he has a place that he has set. Just like, just like David said, I, I'm, I set you before me. And he sets his place and there was a, a business guy in his church that sold his business for millions of dollars. And this guy, uh, you know, was just like, hey, you know, I need to meet with you. Meet with you. I want to uh, tithe the, uh, on what it is that I received. And so they had to go to the bank and we, they had to sign these papers. And uh, so this businessman, you know, calls up this pastor and says, hey, you know, uh, will this work? And he's like, no, no, that won't work. You know, when I heard the story, I'm thinking to myself, here's this guy, here's this pastor, and he's getting ready to receive millions of dollars. He, they, he actually said that it paid for a majority of another expansion on their addition of their church. I mean, we're talking a significant amount of money. And so here he is, and he's like, there, there was no negotiating. He just said, you know what? That's my time with the Lord. We're going to have to schedule it at a different time. And so that's what happened. And, 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 and so my point is, is that this pastor and, and, and we too, we have to determine where that place is, what that time is, and we need to set that as a priority. And we need to just say, it's non-negotiable. This is what I'm doing. I don't care what the dog's doing. You know, I, anybody want a dog? My dog was up at 5.30 this morning. I wanted to wring his neck. Oh, it's like, oh my goodness. I just, yeah. If you want a dog, come see me. I'll pay for the first year of, of food and water, shots, everything. I'll pay for it all. Don't tell my kids. So anyway, setting his presence as priority number one. That's what we have to do in, in our lives. And, and, you know, as I said before, Matthew 6.33 says this. Seek first the kingdom of God and all of these other things will be added unto us. Jesus wasn't saying that, that we can't seek other things, right? I, I, we need to seek a better relationship with our spouse. We need to seek doing a better job, you know, at our job. We need to seek, you know, uh, um, you know doing better in our business and, and, and allowing God to increase us. But, but the point is, seek first the kingdom of God. He, he just made a, it very clear that he is priority number one, not priority number seven or number eight or number 10 if I get to it. No, man, it's at the top of the list. We don't do anything. We don't go anywhere until this gets done. And that's what he's saying to us. He pro the promise to us is that all the other things, right, that we run around trying to fill our lives with, those things will be added to us when we get into his presence, when we make his presence priority number one in our lives. His presence, presence is priority number one. Just seek him. Seek to know him better. You know, when we leave today and you go home and, and, and you do what you do in, in the quiet of your, of your life, do that. Just say, you know what? I got some time here. I'm going to do this. I'm going I'm to set aside and get away and, and uh, uh, um, be in your presence and Lord, I'm not coming to you. I don't need anything. I just want to be in your presence. I want to allow your word to speak to me. I'd encourage you to, to find a version that, that's easy to read. 
You know, find, you know, read the message translations or, or some other translation that, that, you know, you can just do some underlining and allow God to, to speak to you through that word and, 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 and just get into his presence and allow him to speak and seek him first. And so the last one is this, and it's found in, in Psalms or, uh, 16, 11. You will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand, there are pleasures forever. So point number four is this. There is no substitute for his presence. There is no substitute for his presence. True pleasure, true contentment, true fulfillment and satisfaction, guys, it comes from him. And you might might be thinking to yourself, well, you know, I tried that. I, I just think that you didn't try long enough. You have, to, you have to make it a point that, you know what, this is non-negotiable. I'm just going to continue day after day to pour his presence into my life. I'm going to allow him to, to, to bring this to uh, realness in my life. He's the author. I like what it says here in Psalms 36.7. It says, Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house. Abundantly satisfied. I don't know about you. I want to be abundantly satisfied. So to bring this to a close, I brought an illustration. I love uh, Daryl Spar. He's, he's one of our teachers over in the children's department. And I just like envy some of the things that he's done. I actually talked to him this morning. He's supposed to be emailing me a list of all of his illustrations so that I can use them. But what are you full of? Full of worry, full of pride, selfishness, coveted, covetousness, stuff, more stuff, right? What are the things? Worry, fear, anxiety, name it off, right? That's what we do, isn't it? We fill our lives with all this stuff. And that's what our life represents. For some of us, it's not all of these things, right? It might just be one really big thing or two really big things that we just can't get away from. And my whole point today is this. It's as I said, and we've talked about in his fullness and in his presence is fullness of joy. And so what what happens is, is that, you know, as I said, just here a little bit ago, it's like we pour a little bit in and we're like, okay, I did it, man, I, I, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. But, but nothing seems to be changing. We still got all these things in our lives that, that are filling us. And we're struggling, man. We're just like, why won't these things go away, man? I'm, I'm doing what I know to do. I'm doing what I know to do. And, and we kind of go back to that whole thing where we're like, God, I need this. I need this. I need this. I need this. And it's not about his presence anymore. It's about trying to get rid of that thing in our life that we're trying to get rid of. But here's what happens. If, if, if we just start to pour in his presence, stuff just leaves. Pretty soon, it's all there is, is his presence. All the other stuff, it rolls away. We don't know where it went, rolls off underneath the thing. We forget all about it. It's kind of like Shanna when she was believing God for healing. And it's like, you know, I know that the, the Lord used some people in her life for some, some things, but she said, you know, it's like, I, I turned that around, there was, it was gone. You know, and, and, and that's what we really, the, the point of today is all about. 
What is it in your life that is filling your life? What is it that you want to get out of your life so desperately? I would encourage you to stop trying to get the one thing and focus on just getting the presence into your life, setting that priority, you know, chasing what it is that really matters, you know, and, 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 and saying there, this is non-negotiable. Nothing else matters. There's nothing in my life. There's nothing in this world that is going to drive out and push out what it is that I need out of my life. It is only the presence of God. And so when you set that standard and when you set that in your mind, just as David did, all those things, they just start going away. It might not be overnight, but, but continually and eventually, just as David, those things, those things will leave. Think about David. He made mistakes. He made, made lots of mistakes. But you know what? He learned from those mistakes and he shared with us today how we need to live our lives, what it is that we need to do. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, this is your opportunity between you and God. You might be sitting here thinking to yourself, that, that's me, man. The Holy Spirit is speaking right to me. And he is, because that's what he does. That's what, he's, that's what his purpose is, is to teach us, to guide us, to help us. And so today, whatever it is that's filling your life, you need to say, God, today is the day. I recognize it. I repent of it. This is a new start. So just between you and God, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you say, that's me today, I've got something in my life that's filling my life and I want it, I want it to be gone. Just lift up your hand between you and the Lord. See those hands. I, yep, they're all over. Perfect, perfect. Put it up, come on. Between you and God, he sees it, he knows it, he wants it, he wants to take it. And it is only in his presence that he can do it. And so today is the beginning. We're gonna pray a prayer. We're gonna pray for strength. It'll be, a, it'll be the new start. But you're going to have to set him continually before your life, just as David did. Because if you don't, what'll happen is, is that, that your vessel, who you are and what you represent will become filled with those issues. It'll be full of those issues that never seem to be satisfied. But man, I can assure you that if you will begin to pour his presence into your life, all of those things, they'll go away. So Lord, today, we just thank you. We thank you for your word to our hearts and to our lives. Father God, you've seen these hands today. And Father God, I just pray for each and every person that's, that's raised their hand, Lord, that which they're dealing with, Father God, we don't minimize it. But Father God, we know that we're to cast our care on you because you care for us. And so that's what we're doing today. We're saying, Lord, today is the day. I'm giving it to you. I don't care about it. I'm gonna begin to pour my presence, your presence into my life. And I'm not gonna worry about the thing. I'm gonna concern myself in chasing after you, chasing what matters, making your presence a priority in my life. And when I do, I know that all these other things will be pushed away out of my life. And Father, we just thank you, Father, for it. And Lord, if there's anybody in here today, and you, I don't know that there's everybody that's in here, but if you haven't given your heart to Christ, today is the day. I don't wanna leave this place and not give an invitation for that, or maybe you need to rededicate your life. If that's you, just raise up your hand real quick and we'll pray with you also. Is there anybody in here? Anybody in here? Okay.
Father, we just thank you for, for this time. We thank you, Father God, for your presence in our life. Because, Father, we know that in your presence, there is fullness of joy. And Father, we know, Lord, that, that as we go from this place, you are gonna fill us with joy. Those things that we've set aside, you'll begin to replace with your fullness that only you can give of contentment, of satisfaction. Father, we just wanna thank you, Father, for it. In Jesus' name, we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. Well, hey, isn't God good?